Welcome to the Twist Cast, the official podcast of the Twisted Cape. My name is Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. All right. Well, we we've got some tough news today, and we've also got a lot of fun things to talk about. Actually, really, just one fun thing. No, there's lots of fun things. Actually, there's a lot of fun things within that one fun thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. But we're gonna start with the news. We're gonna get the tough stuff out of the way. I agree. first. I agree. So. uh... This week, Steve Ditko passed away. He was 90 years old. Um, so, uh, look, he lived a great long life, which is something yeah. you generally don't get with a lot of like big celebrity type people. They generally don't stick around that long. Um, uh, but, yeah, this one hurts. And if you don't know who Steve Ditko is, he's a guy that's worked on a ton of characters. From Spider-Man to Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Blue Beetle, The Question, Captain Adam, Hawk and Dove. Like... A lot of those characters, he had some hand in the creation uh, of those characters. It's amazing. It really yeah. is. I, I can't imagine even being half as creative <laughs> as, <laughs> as that guy is. Like, he probably had more creativity in his index finger than I have in my entire body. Yeah, yeah you think, like, Stan Lee gets a lot of the attention of and, like, course. the Marvel side of things, but, like, there was Steve G- Ditko back there that was helping him make all of these characters. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And,. And like that, the style influences so many current day, like writers and artists, because he, he did he did dabble with some of that stuff too. But um, like the characters that he created, especially Doctor Strange, like think about the fact that he, if you go back and just Google search some of those early Doctor Strange images, they're really psychedelic and really like crazy so when you go like when i went and saw dr strange in the movie theater it was like holy shit this like for jack herbie this i'm sorry for steve ditko this has to be amazing yeah like it was just ridiculous to look at not not you're bringing that up i wonder how different the imagery for dr strange would be if it hadn't been created in the 60s that's a good question i don't think it would be as good at all because right? they, uh, they were experimenting, yeah. if you will, back then with certain substances. And yeah. they were just like, yeah, this, this needs to go in a comic book. Lots of inspiration. <laughs> um, but like a lot of that stuff was like super drippy and far ahead of its time, which yeah. is what made it so fun to look at. Um, and then he also worked on things like the Hulk. Fantastic Four. He's done some stuff with Avengers. He did action comics, which is Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. Did stuff with Man Bat uh, and uh, Detective Comics, which is which is uh, Batman. Yep. Not Man Bat. If you ever confuse confuse <laughs> the two, just don't. It's a big difference. Yeah. If, if you do, one's just an don't. actual bat that's sized like a man. The other one's and a, the other guy's just a crazy guy in a bat suit. He's not crazy. Yes, he is. He's, uh, Damage. He's mentally unstable. Yes. Okay, I'll take that one. <laughs> mentally unstable doctor. Uh, so, shout out Steve Ditko. Thanks for all you did, man. Um, just beautiful work, and your legacy will live on for a long, long, long time. As long as Marvel and DC are putting out stuff. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, something we didn't get to last time. Okay. Uh, DC is putting out uh, giant size issues. Uh, exclusive to Walmart. Really? Yeah. Why Walmart? Uh, probably just mass appeal. Can't wait. So, giant size issues. Like 100 pages. Oh, damn. Wow. Yeah. So, 
I think what's going to happen is they're taking the writers for Batman and Superman and flipping them and letting them write the other. Ooh. So they're just putting these giant stories out in Walmart. And just think about the Walmart customer in general, right? It's just like Joe Public. Like, oh, well, I'd be just kind of hang out, walk around. Oh, look, a massive comic book for like five bucks. Let me just pick that up and read it. And that, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's it's an interesting idea. I, I'm curious about the stories. Um, yeah. I'm hoping the stories are good. Right. If the stories are not good. That's a big fat fail. Well, it's going to bite him right in the ass. It's going to do like literally the opposite of what they want to happen. Like draw people in who wouldn't normally be like, let me go to a comic book store and yeah. pick this up. You know? Exactly. Now they're giving them the opportunity to really get into it. But if the story's not there, they're going to pick up on that pretty quickly. Yeah. The also also the cover art has got to be huge. Yeah, like if if the cover art isn't good, like why would you pick it up? It's like oh Batman's on that, but I'm not really interested. Oh look, it's a really cool looking Batman or yeah. a really cool looking Superman. Yeah, all right, I'll pick that up. That that makes a difference for for people looking to save that Skrilla dude. I wonder I wonder how they're going to be displayed in the stores. I know that's that, a good question. You know what I mean? I like, don't remember seeing that information, but. I'm going to keep an eye out for it. Obviously, I'm probably going to pick it up for the site. Yeah. So uh, if I come across, I'll let you know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe take a picture when you're there. Uh huh. Because Put that I, on, the, uh, on the gram. Do they do they have any? They don't have like a book. Yeah, they, they do. Have a it. book section, but it's not, not very big. big. No. Oh, okay. Okay. Like I've been to several like super WalMarts, and those book sections aren't very big. Uh, so it's just. Huh. I'm interested to see how the, like, how you said how they display it. I wonder if it'll be with magazines instead of actual books. Even then, that section's still not very yeah, big. Right. Neither one. It'll be curious. I. You know what they really should do? Like you, you have all the toys and and merchandise for for the movies and like all the stuff that you just have in circulation anyway. Like outside of. You know, if Captain America has a movie, they're going to have more Captain America toys. But then they just have ones that they always like keep around. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if they're going to make like a like a section that's just all superhero themed. Like, oh, you'll have the comics, you'll have all the toys, you have posters there. You know what I mean? That that would be brilliant. That could be like a a cool section because if you go there, you're just going to see everything that they have, and that that would be. An easy way for people just to be like, oh, well, I wasn't even thinking about getting this. Didn't know they had it. That's how you start kids, man. That's how you start kids early. Yeah. Because, like, oh, you want the Spider-Man toy? Oh, look at this Spider-Man book I can just give you. Yeah. Oh, you like Superman? You can get this Superman action figure with this comic book. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's big, so it's worth your money. You know, should be uh That's should awesome. Be interesting. Yeah. Next, uh, I'm just going to follow up on a joke that was played on me a while back. <laughs> uh, so you were joking about uh, Dan Slott removing Tony Stark's goatee? Yeah. It's gone. It's no. just a stash. You've got to be kidding it's me. It's just a stash now. Uh, when he, uh, They released uh, Iron Man number one, I guess it was wow. last week, maybe two weeks ago. And it's like, I mean, there's stubble. You can see the outline of it there, but it's it's not. I mean, it's it's mainly it's mainly Tony Stark porn stash. That's not it's right. It's fantastic. That's not right. Oh, my God. I, w- oh. I can't believe it, man. It's like all my hopes and dreams are coming true. Yeah, I, I got I to. Gotta, what? Yeah, scan that in and put that up. It's it's 
hilarious to me because I was reading it and I was like, oh, this doesn't look right. <laughs> it's like, I want to stay away from this. Yeah, that's a throwback to like one of the really early podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. So, okay. So just, just for the record, I have the Tony Stark goatee removal. I have the penis... Uh, yeah, gr- Green Lantern. Yeah, Dick's Left Dark Side. Yep. Uh, and then I feel like there's one other there thing. There was one thing that was just this week. Yeah. That I was like, they need to get it out of our head. Let me look it up. Okay. Oh, please do. Because I'm actually like, are, are you a seer? Like, I don't know. Are you, oh, are you an oracle? Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> the best out of all Nicolas of them. Cage going to be yeah, noir yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that up later. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, oh, Jesus. what is going on here? <laughs> like, we're trying, we're trying to do stuff that's not real, and then it actually becomes real. It's just like, well, what the fuck? What are we supposed to do here? Oh my god! We just need to get more outlandish. That's just that's the solution. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just go way further. What the fuck? Jesus. I mean, I'm not complaining. This is pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Justice League Odyssey, one of the new Justice League titles spinning out of uh, No Justice, and the whole thing now is, the whole line is being called New Justice now, which is said in No Justice, just like No Justice was said at the end of Metal. Right. Um, that has been delayed seven weeks, and an artist, one of the artists actually came out and said they scrapped two full issues. Oh, Whoa. Wow. Yeah, that's a big deal, and I, I'm curious, like, he gave no specific reason, he was just like, yeah, they scrapped two. Due to story? Uh, okay, so he gave no specific no, reason. No, wow. no. So I'm I'm curious if it's story or artwork. It's, I think it's probably more story related because the artist came out and was like, yeah, they, they scrapped it, so we have to start over. Amazing. Yeah. I can't believe it. That's crazy. You know what? I, I really hope that they hold on to it, though, and and keep it in their back pocket. Yeah, circle back to it. Yeah, you know, maybe release it like a few years down the line. Like, I always I always think like, uh, if you if you ever heard like a band talk about their, them making an album or whatever, and they're like, yeah, we were actually in the studio for like five, six months, and we had an album, and then we just decided to scrap it. Uh, so many. You so know, many bands. Oh, yeah. Right. So... I always think to myself, well, shit, man, like maybe put it in a box set like 10 years from now. Yeah. Because I don't know. If it's not that good, then whatever. But I at least want to hear like where your headspace was at, like when you were making this album, and then that led to to this thing that we all know and love. Yeah. Yeah, I I wonder if they're going to hold on to this and we can like read this and then be like, oh shit, like this is what they were trying to do. So that's that's actually not a bad idea just because hardbacks generally have a lot of extra stuff that paperbacks don't have. So I would say when they finally release the hardback for um, like the New Justice books, just slip it in there. Just see see what happens. Yep. Uh, So... We already know the Fantastic Four is returning, but Galactus may be returning alongside them. Uh, I love that because uh, Galactus is one of my favorite villains. He's giant and purple, wears a ridiculous helmet, mm-hmm. and just eats planets. So I don't know how you get cooler than that. Like He's just amazing. So, nice. I'm excited to see that. Uh, Marvel has started dropping uh, art teasers for what they're calling Infinity Warps, which is likely... Oh. Uh, spinning out of their Infinity Wars uh, event coming up. 
these warps have been ridiculous. Like, they've been mashing up characters. So, one of my personal favorites, uh, Moon Knight and Spider-Man mashed up. Yeah. Uh, I'm not thrilled with the execution. I love the concept. Um, it does sound pretty awesome. But it looks it looks cool. Uh, they combine uh, Captain America and Doctor Strange right. to create the Soldier Supreme. Uh, wow. Which, it, like, the art looks really good. And, and there's a ton of them they've released so far. So absolutely go check that out. Soldier uh, Supreme. Yes. Yeah, as soon as more comes out on that, I'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that. Nice. And finally, for comic books, uh, it's frustrating. DC spoiled the, re- uh, the the plot behind the Batman Catwoman wedding ahead of the release. I did hear about that. No spoiled way. It. They spoiled it through the New York Times. And what? It, that's yeah. frustrating for for someone like me who is excited to read it. Like for months, there's been there's been build up issues and arcs all planned around this. Then they did like a weekly series leading up to the wedding and they got spoiled. I was just like, well, what the hell? What was the rationale behind it? I don't know. There was one. It's weird. The whole thing was weird. So they, they have no explanation for this. I didn't see one. It just feels dumb. That's pretty. To spoil it. Yeah. And it's not the first time it's happened. And not, not just with DC. I think somebody somewhere has gotten a hold of the plot, like maybe like, or like an early or release like of the yeah. issue or something. And they're like, yeah, we're going to put this out early. And the company goes, well, fuck you. I'm going to spoil it ahead. So you don't ruin this event or this, this big, this big moment. Like it just recently happened with, uh, damn it. I forget what, which Marvel title it was, but Marvel was like, no, no, we're going to get in front of this. Damn. Well, you forgot to preface that piece of news with an important sound. No, bite. no, no, no. That is reserved for DC Studios. I don't, I don't put it out there. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't do it tonight because there's, there's not enough. There's not, there's not enough. But believe me, I preface that with the studio. I, I save it for the studios. Okay. Because fair enough. DC Comics actually has a little bit of credibility. Yeah, they me. do. They do have their shit together. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Speaking of DC Studios, uh, sadly, they pushed back uh, Young Justice Season 3 to 2019. Um, they didn't really give a reason. What is with all these companies not giving reasons for anything? Dude, what? Like, I don't know. It's frustrating. I mean, um, they don't have to. But they don't, yeah, they don't have, have to, to, but it's just like, but it come hurts, on. It hurts your overall brand. Yeah, I man. Like, um, I, I really think they... They screwed up with the streaming service already. Which is the next part that I'm going to bring up. Okay. Uh, so we got those launch details, and we didn't really talk about that last time. No. No. Um, because I think it happened almost right after, like the next week. All right. So they're launching. Uh, they gave some details, but not enough. So we still don't know anything about price, and we don't have an exact launch date. We just know that it's coming later this year. Right. It's launching with the Titans TV show, mm-hmm. which it's live action. I'm actually kind of excited for it. Yeah, I want to see where it goes and how how it how it looks is important to me. I oh, feel yeah, like but. it should. I think the overall feel should be more or less like uh, Daredevil. I I would hope so, but there are more outlandish things that need to happen with like Beast Boy and Starfire. Their powers visually, sure, yeah, need to be different. But like as far as fight scenes and tone i would suppose yes i would agree that's exactly what i was going with yeah okay okay uh they will add movies tv shows but not arrowverse tv shows uh they will have animated features uh on there 
And the big thing that actually caught my eye was they will have comics available through the DC online streaming service. Right. And you know what? To be honest, that was the biggest selling point for me. Um, yeah. it, it, it's, I didn't know about it up until the announcement. Yeah. They kept that under wraps really well. They did. And I got excited about it. And then I kind of didn't, like, near the end of, like, reading what they're actually offering. Because it's not their full catalog, you know? No. Not it's, yet. But, like, eh. I, I feel like it'll evolve as time goes on. You think so? Oh, yeah. So what are they offering at launch then? Uh, I can find out. So I I think from what I remember, it's it's just select DC comic titles that they think are relevant right now, like new ones. There's some from their back catalog, but not everything. Okay. Yeah, which I thought was weird. It's like you you have these digitized, you have them. Why not just put them all up there? And I think it's part of the the plan. All right. So you, you get, like, all the basic stuff that they put on there, like movies and TV shows, and then you get the, the comic portion of it, which is which is cool. I get it. If you, ha- if you have just that, like, one price point, okay. I think there should be an option to pay a little bit more, like you would on, like, a Hulu or Netflix plan. To get more. You get more the, comics, yeah. or if you want to pay whatever, and, or... You could like pick your plan. Like if you don't want the comics, but you want, like, uh, you know, like Netflix, the different levels. Like you, have, yeah, you could just do the like, different streaming qualities streaming, and stuff. Yeah, qual- streaming qualities and then physical screens. Discs. Yeah. 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 So, um, but you found out some yes, other I did. stuff. I did. All right. So the series that they're they're running with, I think we talked about these before: Titans, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, uh, the new Young Justice season, and a Harley Quinn animated. Okay, and then for the the movies and TV shows they're running with, <laughs> Superman one through four, uh, some of those got real bad, real bad. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, but hey, if it's on the service, I might just watch it just to kill some time. <laughs> uh, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, uh, Batman Ninja, which was which just yep. came out recently, uh, Birds of Prey, uh, that show if you remember that. Uh, the 1990 version of The Flash with John Wesley Shipp, so no. that'll be that could be a little fun and <laughs> super campy. Yeah, uh, Teen Titans, Super Friends, Legion of Superheroes, Young Justice, Static Shock, all oh. super cool. Cartoons. Yeah, Static Shock, I loved it. Um, Lois and Clark, Constantine the movie, mm-hmm. uh, Adventures of Superman. Uh, there, there's some Superman serials, Superboy, uh, the Batman animated series, which automatically worth it right and that that's on amazon already yeah i think they're probably gonna if you have prime yeah you think they're gonna take it off Uh, i wouldn't doubt it you want you want it to be Be exclusive to their thing sure uh and the 77 wonder woman uh as far Mm. as animated movies all-star superman batman versus robin batman year one batman beyond return of joker uh green lantern first flight gotham by gaslight justice league doom Justice League versus Teen Titans, which isn't really exactly what it sounds like. Uh, Superman Doomsday and Wonder Woman. And then the comic book series. And here's where it gets interesting because I don't know how much of the series they're, gonna, they're, they're doing. Plus, after seeing this list, it made me realize, okay, it may take a little time to digitize a lot of this stuff. So you have 52. You don't think they, they already have it digitized? Not all of it. Really? Yeah, it's, it's a huge library. I, so Okay. So 52, which is 52 straight issues, uh, says Action Comics 1938. So I don't know if that includes every issue, hmm. 
or just starting in 1938. Hmm. Um, Adventure Comics from 1958, Aquaman from 2011, Batman from 2002, Cyborg from 2015, uh, Deathstroke from 2014, Detective Comics from 1939, Green Arrow Year One, which was it's just a uh, Graphic novel at this point. Uh, 2007, Green Lantern 2011, Harley Quinn 2013, Justice League of America 1997, Justice League from 2011, My Greatest Adventure 1963. I don't really know what that is. Um, Suicide Squad from 2011, uh, Batman Superman from 2004, Swamp Thing from 1972, Teen Titans from 1965, The Flash from 2011, and Wonder Woman from 2011. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it is. Which is cool. You know, if if you were to get the streaming service and want to start reading comics, you know, that's that's great. It's just weird, random like why those? Yeah, like let me let me tell you what I want instead of you telling me what you want me to want. Yeah. Which doesn't help you you, you got it. You may, got it. May, you got it. Maybe they're they're trying to go with like good hopping on points for people that want to yeah. get into the character. And I think that's a good point. You know? Yeah. Um, because they... But I don't know. If that if that's true, why are you going back all the way to the beginning of Batman and Superman? Because those those base stories have changed so much oh, yeah. right. in their almost 100 years of existence. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Yeah. And, and also, such random... Random movies that they're they're putting up there. I think it's what they have full access and control of. But right like now. even their own animated titles, like who else does them? Nobody. Yeah. Like why why just put Gotham by Gaslight, which sucked? Uh, Justice League Doom, um, Justice League versus Teen Titans. Like you you have so many other animated movies, and it's not like another production company is making these. It's you, and you're not putting them up. I think they what? will. Like I said, I think this is like, it's like a, a new video game console. You you launch with a select few games knowing that you have more premium content coming down the road. I don't know what their plan is for the, for the the on the comic book side, but like if you're going to take something like Metal or Doomsday Clock when it's done and just plop it on there, you do that. It just doesn't, it just doesn't seem to make sense to me why they wouldn't just put it all up at the same time because they own it and... If people, like, if people have seen the movies, I'm just trying to make up reasons. Yeah, yeah I, 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 get I don't you. know. Yeah, it's just it just seems ridiculous because if you've seen these movies before, and they're coming out with the streaming service, and they're like, guess what? We're putting these movies up there. Like, oh, really? That's great because those are the movies that I don't like. So what what would make me get the <laughs> yeah. streaming service? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I think they're just shooting themselves in the foot by not giving everybody the options that they can clearly offer. Yeah, offer. I agree. <laughs> and that, and that's frustrating. Yeah. Hopefully they, uh, hopefully they give us more details and, like, take into account what fans actually want. Yeah. Moving forward. Well, I think they're going to find out real quickly what people think um, based on the numbers I think they're, for signing up. I think they're hedging all their bets on this Titan show. Yeah. I, I think they are like, okay, this needs to be really good. And based off of the titles that I've seen from some of the episodes, yeah. it could be. It could be it could be awesome. But you know, the writing has to be good and I don't really trust that studio with the writing right now. No. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, big old what if. 
for everything. All right, so we'll swing through MCU and their TV stuff. Okay. Uh, and it's ironic that I said swing. Uh, I'm start with Spider-Man. No way. Motherfucking Tom Holland strikes again. <laughs> Leaks the the, the name. Yes. The sequel. Yes. yes. But uh, I think I think it was it almost was Marvel planned. approved. Yeah, I, that man, one was Marvel approved. That I, has yeah. to be. I think I think Marvel's like. Yeah, we know he's just going to fuck it up, so let's just give it to him and let him fuck it up. We're ready for this now. I mean, that was great. I I was not expecting to hear the title of the movie <laughs> no. for, like, another year. <laughs> so it's uh, apparently being called Far From Home. Remember, this could still be a, a working title. Yeah, so yeah. it could change. still change. <laughs> but he's just... He, <laughs> He either he's either fucking brilliant or oblivious. Like yeah, I don't yeah. know which it is. I can't get a read I'm on him. I'm more hoping oblivious. <laughs> Me too, because it's funnier that way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, it's like that whole. Um, he did an interview around Infinity War, and <laughs> and it was basically just like, why does it seem like Tom Holland never knew what was going on? And the interview was like, because I didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't trust him to give him the full plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they paired him with Bumblebee. Yes, <laughs> yep. the entire the entire time, all the interviews. Amazing. <laughs> Wait, no. No. Tom. <laughs> oh my goodness, uh, that I guy. Love, I love it. He's like, and and he's in such a good position too with MC because like, what, what are they gonna do? Let him go. They need <laughs> yeah. him to helm the next yeah. phase. Yeah. <laughs> They're clearly building it that way. Uh, so spinning off of. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. Uh, spinning off Spider-Man, uh, it looks like Silk is getting her own Sony spinoff. Uh, she's a character directly tied to Spider-Man. She's his quote-unquote sister, right? Uh, because she was bitten by the same spider that bit him. She's she's a slightly slightly different set of powers, but very similar. I don't know how you how you write some of these. Like I would almost say do a Sony fucks up again right now. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't feel right. Um, they have a bunch of these spinoffs with no Spider-Man, and it's just like, why are you making this without the? Key? It's like making cookies without flour. It just it just doesn't work. You could have used so many other analogies. I know, and I love that you used cookies. I love cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anybody that doesn't love cookies. Wow. Okay. It's just it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. And I mean, it just it makes me more nervous too because like they're doing Silk, and then they're gonna have Venom, so they're gonna have all these characters just Related like Spider Man, just like hanging on a thread. No pun intended. We've been doing a lot this afternoon. You know, like they're gonna have so many things that they could work with, but they're just like completely walling off to each other. You know, and be like, oh, don't touch, don't touch. I mean, with the. <sighs> The best thing for Sony to do is sell back the pieces a la carte. Make your money. Yeah. Because Disney, <laughs> I mean, they've made billions of dollars at this point. Uh, it, this year alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I want I want to check the Ant-Man numbers before we hop into Ant-Man and Wasp, because uh, they should be out today since we're we're on a, uh, an adjusted schedule yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> uh, but, um, like, they could, they could easily buy it back. Like, I mean, yep. hell, the whole Comcast... Uh, I was actually about to roll into that next. Yeah, all right, cool. I mean, what do we Dis- got? Disney just keeps throwing money yeah. at that. It's like, yo, oh, money? Yeah. Here's more money. <laughs> yep. Uh, the beautiful thing here is that Comcast has officially been outbid, and Disney now 
uh, has been approved to take over Fox properties. Oh my God! So they pass all the antitrust stuff. Yes, all the, D- issues. the DOJ was yeah. like, "Yeah, this is good." There's one condition: you just have to spin off all the sports properties because you own ESPN, and that's technically a market. Um, that's yeah, monopoly, monopoly then. Um, which is, <laughs> I'm sure Disney was like, "Fuck yeah, I don't care. Yeah, Let's go get rid of this stuff." Oh man, just, let me just make more money hand over fist. Amazing. So. That's huge. It's a it's a big thing. Um, so, a couple quick things from Marvel. Kevin, uh, he says future films will feature LGBTQ characters. Good. After this, uh, this Glad report. Uh, I don't know if you know what that in, that organization is. It's like gay and lesbian. Uh, I forget exactly. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Mm, yeah, but they basically said that like Marvel and DC have no like. LGBTQ representation whatsoever, and they they scored them like really really low. Yeah, they they really aren't that diverse no. in that category. So, so what do you like? What do you do though? Because they're they're basing their their movies and the material off of comics. So you look. Those are there are tons of characters to pull from, but right now it's like you already have your lineup set. Like, what are you what are you gonna do? Who are you gonna? Right. Who are you just gonna randomly pull in? You don't want to just be like, oh look, there's this gay character walking through the background. See you later. Call it a day. Like, if, right. you, if you put them in, you want it to feel meaningful. Uh, yeah, I just like I get it. You know, there there should be representation. Absolutely. But, but are you gonna like completely change a character to do that? Like, that's not the character. <sighs> no, because but... you don't you don't want that. You you just want to include characters who who fit that profile. And there are there are characters yeah. um, throughout both universes mm-hmm. and that are prominent characters. As a matter of fact, uh, the question, uh, Renee Montoya, at, at one point, she's she's lesbian, and she's awesome. She's one of my favorite characters. When she took over as the question, I was just like, hell yeah. She's a badass. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah. I mean, That would be awesome, actually. <laughs> well, we'll I would see. love a movie like that. We'll see if DC can get that shit together. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Marvel Kev also said that over half of Marvel Studios heroes will be women soon, but that's that's interesting because you know Thanos just killed a bunch of motherfuckers, right? So hmm. who's left? Right. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be cool, man. I'm I'm really excited for this new phase because it's it's a totally different political climate than when they first started, yeah, and had their initial vision of what to do. Um, so, so many things have changed and I think it's very cool that they're, uh, rolling with the punches and not, not punches. They're rolling with, with everything that's changing. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. As it were. So, and I think that they're going to be able to do it with, uh, with some grace. So, All right. yeah. A couple more quick things. We'll, we'll get out of this and then Ant-Man, uh, in the Wisp. Uh, Jared Leto <laughs> has been cast as Morbius and is executive producing, the Spidey spinoff, uh, and it's another spinoff. Like, why? I don't care about Morbius outside of Spider-Man. Like, right? Why? Why? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, All right. Does that mean they're going to be pulling in Felicia Hardy? They are. They're. They have a Silver and Black, which is Silver Sable mm-hmm. and Black Cat movie that was supposed to come out, but I think it got delayed and or canceled. Yeah, it got like canceled and then it got like reinstated and then it's just it's in flux right now. It's just too it's too all over the place. Um, the Gifted, the X Men show on Fox, is coming back, but on Tuesdays is fall instead of Mondays. Okay. Um, 
Marvel is committing to more female directors. And finally, this uh, near and dear to my heart, uh, Ross Marquand, who uh, is an actor on The Walking Dead. He also played the Red Skull in Infinity War. Okay. He, he was the standard because Hugo Weaving was mm-hmm. out, which is depressing. He wants to be Moon Knight that, in the MCU. Oh, uh, man. If he, uh, if he gets the opportunity. Yeah. It rarely happens, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And that's your news. Now we're going to be moving into uh, Ant-Man in the Wisp. Um, Ant-Man and the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant? And that's, that's, a, that's a very specific movie. It really was. <laughs> I was surprised. <laughs> I got real religious real fast. <laughs> oh man, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope they keep the vibe in uh, Avengers. <laughs> um, see how that goes, plays Thanos, out for them. Thanos finds Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know they said that the next phase of uh, you know Marvel is going to be very different, but I did not see that. Didn't coming. see that one. No. no. All right, so ten seconds into the discussion, we're already off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. of course. So you, you expect any different? General thoughts on Ant-Man and Wasp. I'm going to start with Jesse. It was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, so I didn't... The first movie was fine. Nothing great. Nothing bad. Just kind of there. So I didn't really expect a hell of a lot going into this movie. Okay. But it was just a lot of fun. They, they know that the character you can't really take too seriously. And they just ran with it the entire movie. Yeah. And it just yep. kept that... It just made it a lot... Of fun to watch it was very inventive with its fight scenes and the story itself yeah but it was well done at least I, I i would have to agree pretty much with everything um mike i enjoyed the movie um it's not 100 percent comic book accurate uh for someone like me that's kind of that's kind of a big deal but i enjoyed the movie like i when i go to these movies i have to throw out a lot of comic book knowledge because I just I know that they have to make changes because what's on page doesn't translate well to screen. So sometimes, yeah, yeah. So it's really fun to watch uh, this movie helmed by this particular actor who is <laughs> is just one of the funniest, like randomly funniest dudes I've ever seen uh, in in movies, and it it shows up a lot. Uh, it particularly it particularly shows as as a dad. Uh, in these last two movies, right? Yeah, because you can tell that he's that goofy ass dad that like you're you hang out with like a friend who has a goofy dad, and you're just like, oh, oh, your life is weird yeah. and funny, <laughs> but definitely weird, right? Uh, but yeah, I I thought it was fun. The action, like you said, was inventive, um, visually very interesting at points. Yeah, like their, yes, their CG is excellent. Like it really was. Maybe some of those guys should go work at DC. I know I'm taking a lot of DC Ooh. shots today. It, it, it feels wrong, but uh, yeah, I mean, just a lot of a lot of what we saw there just was really cool, really cool. South to bottom. Yeah, man. Uh, I I don't know what what more I could add to to general thoughts about the movie. Honestly, I like Jesse said I was not expecting much. To be honest, the so actually, let me stop you there. Okay, what were you guys expecting going into the movie? I know you weren't expecting much, but what were, you, were you expecting about the same thing as the first one? Probably yes. Yeah, which it was a movie that's there, not bad, not good. Okay, just kind of there. You know what i I wasn't expecting much, but I was expecting the action to be. I was expecting there to be more action than the first one. Okay, um, especially because you're adding in, like you know, from the first movie that. Um, you know, Evangeline Lilly has been training. 
yeah. her entire life to be the Wasp, or Ant-Man, really. And, um, you know, seeing her in the second movie, that there's going to be more action than just having Paul Rudd there. Yeah. Who's just, like, pretty much thrown into the suit and doesn't really know what he's doing. So I was, I was expecting more action. But and, he's ripped. Like, I don't understand right. why he's that ripped. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, that actually, like, caught me off guard. I'm like, whoa, whoa, way. So. Oh. Oh, hi, Ant-Man. Yes. Um, so, in that aspect, man, they fucking delivered on that action. Yeah. So, I was really, really happy about that. Um, yeah, I'm glad they, they really stepped up their game from the first one, because to be honest, I didn't really like it that much. Um, there was too much too much Michael Pena in it, and I'm, I'm not, not a Michael Pena fan. I just think they overdid it uh, with that movie. With him in that movie, yeah, I, him as a dramatic actor is actually pretty good. Yeah, um, com- his comedy is actually pretty good too. Yeah, but he's I, a funny guy. But I think you're right. I, his his timing is fantastic. Yeah, but I think they just went to the well like once or twice too many times. Yeah, in the first movie, and I think they realized that, and they executed his comedy like pretty pretty perfectly in this one. And it's and I think it's. At, when when he's there and when he's u- utilized for comedy, it's pitch perfect. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's great. Like, yep, it's not it's not too much. It's not too little. It's just enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? To be honest, I'd have to say that's the case overall for the movie. Um, I mean, it's supposed to be like a fun kind of lighthearted, a palate cleanser. Yeah, it After really all it, the depressingness. Oh my god! And it, hey, it, it really did its job. And, and I actually am a little disappointed because I know that because it's like a fun, happy-go-lucky movie, it's not going to get the attention that I think it really deserves. Uh, I, know sure. Ant, I know Ant-Man and Wasp isn't like an A-team like property, you know what I mean? Even though they get mixed up in, in all the big stuff, it, yep. it's not something you're like, oh, yeah. You guys see the new Ant Man? You guys read the new Ant Man comic? Like, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you, you just don't hear people saying that. Now, if this was forty years ago, you probably would have. Yeah, he was a big deal for a while. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, but not now. No, no, no. And I still, um, I like the character. Yeah, but of course, you know. But I, I, I think it's not going to get the attention it deserves. But I, I do foresee it being. Uh, one of those movies that really gets its own legs while it's on Blu-ray, like How many after legs? theater. Um, six. Okay, six to eight. Maybe? Six to eight. Okay, I could, I could take that. Yeah. So it seems normal. Um, I'm hopeful for that because uh, I thought it was a great movie. So yeah. I thought so too. I really, I really like how it was like an Ant-Man movie, but like Wasp got a majority of like the plot and like the screen time and like a lot of it was focused on her sure the dynamic between wasp and ant-man like the screen time and how they and how they did that like how they shared it um it was right they played to the strength of the character they're not gonna throw scott lang into all the action sequences because he doesn't know what he's doing it's a lot more fun to watch wasp do it do it all someone who's been training and knows what she's been doing and isn't under house arrest for two years yeah (laughs) and like she can do more stuff. Like yeah. her, like her suit just lends lends to more action, you know? And they they knew it and they played to that strength. Yeah, absolutely right. And I think it was necessary. 
because you can't just come back out with the same movie. Like and like, right. not, he's not a slouch. Remember, he went toe to toe with Yellow Jacket. Yeah. In that delightful Thomas Tank Engine. Yeah, set yeah, yeah. That uh, was great. But yeah, yeah, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. Um, I think the jokes were were just right. I think the action was just right. I agree with you. The story needed some work. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, I think the supporting cast was right. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, they brought back some people. They brought in some new people. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they brought in certain new characters, I kind of wanted more. Like, I want to know more about what these characters are and what they were previously and i actually saw th- uh, from an interview that michael douglas was saying that he wanted to do like a prequel ant-man movie that would be cool was ant-man where he when he was ant-man and that that lends me to uh, kind of want to see Lawrence fishburne as bill foster as goliath back in the day like yeah and i mean like that was one of the things that i was saying like the the tech and and uh software now is really good for like de-aging it mm-hmm. looks, looks great um so I mean, it could be interesting. Could be interesting. Yeah. Um. And I guess just last on general thoughts, I'm gonna have to pull right from Jesse's review. And if you guys haven't um haven't checked it out yet, please do. It's a fantastic review. Um. I was just we, just going through it and and seeing, you know, making little suggestions here and there. Um. And I just pretty much had none because it was just so so great top to bottom oh you so um i was but, very happy with it but one thing i have to to pull from that jesse you were spot on with character development um just as a general thought i don't think they did enough of it however i don't think it took away from the movie no, it that didn't. they didn't uh, i think it's because they were juggling so many th- like there's a lot going on in this movie yeah, yeah. so it could have like, been a bloated mess but it wasn't yeah DC. Uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely Lay right. off DC for a few Sorry. minutes. <laughs> Sorry, it might be the booze, but they're making me angry. Hold on, DC. What do you have to say about this? DC fucks up again! Alright, got it out. Feels good. Nice. Okay. Uh, so, I think uh, that's, that's about it for general thoughts. Um, now, warning, we're going to be taking a scenic stroll through spoiler country. Um... So if you do not want to... <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm laughing at. <laughs> if you do not want to get on this ride and pick some apples, get the fuck out. Don't listen. Don't listen to this. No, but, listen. Please, God, listen. You know what, Napoleon? You can leave. Continue to listen. Well, no, listen wait, wait, wait. I think you both have it wrong. Stop. Go see the movie, then come back and yeah. listen. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Always listen. If you listen to nothing else, listen to this show. Yep. Listen to the soothing sounds of our voice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, like I almost kind of want to go get out and get like a like a, a porcelain uh, cup and like run run a spoon around the edge. It's like listen to the twist cast. Now sink. <sighs> if you haven't seen Get Out, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but that was a good one either way. Either way. <laughs> either way. All right. So um, going through spoiled country. No. Um, what do you have to say for yourself? Fuck you, Thanos. Fuck you. Yep. Fuck you, Thanos. Fuck you. F-U-C-K space S- capital Y-O-U exclamation point times three. So to maybe Fuck get some you. context of why Mike is <clears throat> angry at the moment, 
Um, we're specifically talking about the mid credit scene uh, from the movie where we see Scott, Hope, Hank, and Janet on the top Purple of a parking asshole. I'm sorry. On the top of a parking garage in San Francisco, there is a quantum tunneling device in Luis's van. Which they've made smaller. Meant a lot, a lot smaller to fit in the back of the van. Um, and Hank and Janet are explaining to Scott that he needs to go into the quantum realm to get some energy to do whatever the hell it is that they're doing. I think they were trying to heal ghosts. Sure. Right. Let, let's go with that. Well, I thought well, Janet did that. Well, they the did, but they have to continue it a few more times so it actually takes, I think. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Let's let's just accept that that's possible. Um, so Scott shrinks down into the quantum realm, gets his energy, signals back to the team to extract him, and there's just silence. Right. Not exactly. So, they start it, to count down, and then it goes silent as he's supposed to be brought back. Still. He tries to contact them again and again, gets nothing back. Then the camera pans back to the parking garage, and behind all the equipment, you just see three pillars of dust start to fall toward the ground. Uh-huh. And I, I think you're... <laughs> Stop, we can't wait to pay dust for that. In, dust in the wind. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I... That was such a, such a tough thing to watch, and... We are talking about this, um, you know. I th- uh, hang on, before you go on, yeah. I think the toughest thing is that Scott starts to freak out. Yeah, he's, while he's, in the he's quantum- stuck in the quantum like, realm. He, he can't get there's, out. There's no one. He's by himself. Which I thought was because he was stuck in the quantum realm before and he figured out how to get out of it. He used one of the discs. and Well, he, he had his regulator at the time, but this time they're the ones that sent him in. He doesn't have the regulator technology on him at that moment. Oh, really? They're controlling it. They're the ones that shrunk him down and use the quantum tunneling device to get him down to the quantum realm. Yeah. It's the same basic idea of how Hank did it in the movie itself when he was in the ship. Right. He had to use the tunnel to go down and come back out. Okay. I still think that he should be able to get make himself larger, though, if he had the disc. Like, it doesn't matter how you got there. You can still get out. I like I don't think he had it. Hmm. They didn't plan on that. Because I don't, I don't remember seeing, like, the utility belt. It just seems. It seems like the belt is like part of the suit. Like it does, you know. Well, remember the the suit was a work in progress. That was the prototype suit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. All right. I'll take it. So while we're talking about the suit, the work in progress suit, that yeah. was actually a plot point, um, and we we talked about that right after the movie, where it was like, okay, his suit fails, but Sam, you actually brought up a really good point. They know how to fix it. They can work around it and rehab it on the fly instead of making it like a horrendous crutch, which could have potentially derailed everything. Right. Like it, it actually worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, now, after so after seeing it, seeing the movie, I have to wonder what what the suit's part, what part the suit is going to play in Avengers because it's a work in progress. And I think now that they figured out how to harness quantum energy, that's going to be integrated into this new work in progress suit. Okay, but then you have to assume that Scott doesn't know how to do any of that stuff with quantum energy. And the three people that do are now dust. Right. <laughs> so yeah. who's going to incorporate that quantum energy? So, so assuming that he gets out of that situation, I think that's going to be a, a big part of Avengers 4. Like, if not, like, being integrated into the suit, I think quantum energy is going to play a huge part in Avengers 4. Oh, yeah. So, Marvel's a bunch of assholes 
So at the end, you know how they usually say the character will return? It yes. says, Ant-Man and Wasp will return. And then a question mark comes up after it. I was like, fuck you guys. That's not cool. Nope. You know they're coming back. But maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> Dicks. Yeah, like they seriously could could die and they just not be in the next phase for Marvel. Which would be awful. Like they they, they don't just got Janet back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bye bitch. So speaking yeah. of Janet, uh what did you guys think of the casting of Michelle Pfeiffer? She's great. She was good. I think we just didn't have enough time with her to yeah. really get to know her. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That that's kind of a pain. But I thought all right, so whereas I know they used CGI to de-age Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that what they did with Michelle Pfeiffer was mostly practical. I think they used a lot of makeup. Because yeah, because she looked very similar yeah, at she the very beginning and like the end. Herself, yeah, herself, mm-hmm. not like a digitized version of herself. That It wasn't that Uncanny Valley. So right. I think that that was really awesome on their VFX. Yeah. Um, I I just don't think we got enough time with her. And it's it's tough to say, though, because, like I said, in the beginning of this whole discussion, like we didn't get too much character development from anybody, uh, but it felt right. Like it's it's still served this. Everybody served the story perfectly. You know, you, I don't think I left the movie thinking like, oh man, I wish this or wish this. Like every everything had a a purpose. It never lingered, like you said in your review. Actually, um, everything went from A to B. Bing, bang, boom. Like, you never thought, like, oh, man, this is dragging right now. Yeah. You know, you got what you got, and it moved on. So, yeah, go read the review on the thetwistedcape.com. Uh, I think we have it, as I think it's featured up on the on the top of the page. So you should be able to check that out, give it a read through, listen to it, listen to this while you read that. It'll be really fun. There will be parallels, I think. Yeah. Um, so... Man, what what else like I I really didn't think Ghost was a great villain at all. And it, oh. so here's here's where I stand on that. And I said it right after the movie. I don't think there was a villain in this movie. Yeah, and which isn't a bad thing. No. But I think there were there were antagonists. Yeah. But that's that's one of the things Marvel has always done so well is that save a few exceptions. Their villains aren't truly villains. They're just misunderstood. People who've been put into non-advantageous positions and they have to do the best they can with what they've been given. She's been experimented on, trained as a government spy, thanks S.H.I.E.L.D., screwing everything up, uh, and then left high and dry once S.H.I.E.L.D.'s dissolved, thanks Hydra. Hail Hydra. I think that's probably more appropriate. Uh... So, then she has nothing. Right. And so, what does she do? It's her, it's her life. She needs to find a way to try and continue to live a normal life. Yeah. While she's dying. Yeah. That's... If there's no villain and you're going to have just, like, an antagonist, I sometimes I buy it. Sometimes it really frustrates the shit out of me, to be honest. Because it's the same thing with, like, I don't know, um, like, Clayface from, from Batman. That's like one of my biggest gripes for for villains that like don't really need to be a villain. Like repeatedly, Batman would be like, "I can help you. I, I have can. A, I, I have can a Batman help you. run for you to read." Okay, and like 
And he's like, no, no one can help me, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, dude, I'm telling you, I can help you. Like, just cut the shit and let me help you. <laughs> and like, it's the same thing with Ghost. Hey, why don't I listen to these people that are trying to do essentially the same thing that I need to do instead of being a dick and, like, messing everything up potentially? Like, just let them help you. Yeah, but uh, you have to consider her situation. She's, she's, Needs unless help. she does something, she's in the final days of her life. She's desperate. But she sees that they're trying to do this. But at the same time, she doesn't know if they're going to be able to do it. She knows that her way will get it done. So if you're, she, no, if but you're she doesn't. Own, she doesn't. She's, she's more a, confident in her ways, at least. She doesn't trust these people. She trusts Dr. Foster. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, great I, casting. I love Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. That was perfect because uh, who who said it before? Like for all the si- the side characters, like the casting was just fantastic. I did, yeah, yeah. I mean that was spot on because if you if you don't have these side characters, like be really, uh, like if you can't get into them, that's they are actually like a good part of the movie, you yeah. know? Yeah, they really are. And that could have. Totally derailed the movie by not having like good side characters. So, so Scott's crew, that oh, moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. moment where they first come across uh, ghosts, and the one guy starts like freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. Baba Yaga, yes, Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga. <laughs> uh, like, like, like he's like everybody's freaking out. He's like whispering Baba Yaga to himself. <laughs> Just absolute meltdown. It was fantastic. Oh man, like, <laughs> and like the jokes. That's one of my favorite things about the jokes. Right, the jokes were either completely self-contained or like scott was the butt of the joke right like and he just handles it so well like he can be a really funny guy or he can be the straight guy for the butt to for the bashing and it's right like you couldn't have cast a leading man better Mm -hmm. um favorite action sequence oh all right so i'm not gonna go with any of the car stuff because that's a little different okay um i would almost have to go uh, that one fight scene from the trailers that happens early in the movie. In the kitchen? I, I think yeah. so, yeah. Because Evangeline Lilly just whoops all that ass. Oh, my God. Just all of it. Yeah. And it just lets you know early on she's she's a badass and not to be trifled with. Right. She smacks the salt shaker across the room then just enlargens it. Like, <laughs> ah, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh. They did an excellent job with that. Yeah. Um. Man, what... Trying to think of any other really like ones that stood out to me, because there was a lot of chasing going on in the, in the movie, but there wasn't like fight sequences like so many. You know, there were like little no, bits. There were like little bits and pieces where it's like, oh shit, here's a person, bam, bam. You know, and then they move on. They're like they're they're on the run again. You know? uh, so I was trying to think of a a good way to describe the movie. Like sometimes it's like. Like it's a heist movie, like like Infinity War was, yeah. or like a like Black Panther was like a almost like a spy thriller, um, coupled with, you know, almost Shakespearean drama. You know, yeah, at times. yeah. I can't accurately describe this movie because it's got a little bit of buddy cop to it. It's got a little bit of science fiction to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just, I just don't know. I don't know how to accurately describe it. Yeah. Like if someone said, hey, can you describe this movie to me without giving anything away? An adventure movie? Uh, I don't, I don't really go... That's too broad of a category. Yeah, adventure to me is like like a The Rock movie. 
<laughs> okay. All right. I see that. Um, ah, shit. An action comedy? Uh, I mean, I suppose. I mean, it's a cheat, but yeah. And that's what, it, it, that's it, is. what it is. It is, but like a little more specific. Like, I can't think of one. It's fine. I mean, don't worry about it. But yeah. It's interesting. It is. It's a it's a interesting mix. We haven't seen it really before. And I mean, that's why we're having such a hard time putting our thumb on it. Sci-fi comedy? That's a thing now. Is it? With this movie? I suppose. Yeah, I think that's pretty damn close. Sci-fi comedy. Huh. Yeah. Well, uh how about this? Why don't we make a poll and <laughs> <laughs> That's you, true. You tell us after you see the movie uh, what kind of movie this fucking is because we <laughs> have no idea, clearly. Yeah. Um, so, what's your what was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, just in general. The quantum realm. I've, I think it, that, it, just that whole scene with Hank going down into the quantum realm. Yeah. Like, like first of all, the visuals reminded me of Doctor Strange. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah, yeah. anytime I can make that comparison, I'm really happy about it. Sure. Second... I think Michael Douglas's reaction to being in the quantum realm oh. sold it because he was like, you never told me it was so beautiful. Right. You know, like, even though you know he's not seeing any of that shit, like, that performance sold that portion of the movie right there for me. That whole sequence just tickled my science heart. <laughs> and then, like, as he's, like, as small as he can be and he's, like, out and walking around and like, like it was, it was just so awesome to look at. Yeah, so saturated with color. Very Steve Ditko, very Steve Ditko. So yeah, that was it for me. Yeah, man, especially in 3D. Oh, oh yeah, nuts. That looked cool. Like, I don't, I don't know, have any other word to describe it. Yeah. Like, it, it, was, it was just cool, man. God help you if you were on LSD. Yeah, because <laughs> you were just probably just like Doctor Strange, just fucked up beyond belief. Yep. Oh man, uh, man, my favorite part of the movie. I don't, I don't want to go with the quantum realm because, I mean, it's easy. It's it's that's the easy go to. Um, honestly, I I don't I don't think I had like a favorite part. I think overall, though, how they did the movie is one of my favorite things that Marvel has done because yeah. cause it's just, it started and it never stopped. What if we you know? said it was like The Fugitive? Because he's constantly being hunted in that movie. Yeah, okay. And they spend a lot of this movie on the run. But more sci-fi. But more sci-fi. Yeah. So what would that be considered? I don't know. What... Sci-fi action drama comedy? <laughs> Can you make it smaller? Sci-fi action drama? Um, If I had some pin particles, maybe. <laughs> Still holds the same weight, just yep. in a smaller package. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, why? Why is that? All right, Look, yeah, I, I don't. This, I don't want. I don't want this podcast to go for like an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, all right, that's, so that that lends itself to a very it, interesting thing. Exactly. Least favorite part of the movie. Yeah, I know what it is for you. Just, just say it. Goddamn science. <laughs> <laughs> they got. They got some things like. Sort of right, but other parts I'm just like, oh, oh my god, no! You're breaking every law of physics. <laughs> What's your least f- favorite part of the movie? Hashtag goddamn science. <laughs> uh, I think for me it was the timeline because it felt really muddy. We talked about that right after the movie. Mm. We, yeah, we, we kind of yeah. straightened it out, but 
I felt like we almost shouldn't have needed to have a full conversation around the timeline to try and piece things together. Okay, so for everybody, let's let's lay this out like okay. we like we laid it out for ourselves. So what we mean by timeline is how does Ant Man and Wisp um fit in with the Infinity War timeline? So it's not just that. I think it's in relation to everything else. So we know okay. this movie starts after um, Captain America Civil War. Right. Yeah. Scott gets it's locked. Two locked years up, after Civil War. Cuts a deal. And then house arrest for two years. Goes on house arrest. Couple of days. We're in like the final like three days or something like yeah. that. He, you know, he's not supposed to have any contact with with Hope or or Hank. And he calls and says, "Hey, it was kind of weird, but I had a I had a dream about I think it was about your wife." Blah blah blah. Hangs up the phone. Then he wakes up in a car <laughs> driving next to Hope. He freaks out a little bit. Then, like you know, the movie happens over these next couple of days. I, I believe. Um, and then at the end, the in the mid credit scene, there's the there's a snap, and then there's that. That uh thing with the ant at the very very end. Yeah, the end. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to reconcile in my mind where all this was. Like it almost felt to me weird that Ant Man is so disconnected from the rest of the Avengers that hey, no one thought to reach out to Scott, despite the fact that we know that there was an alien invasion in New York. Yeah, I like, know you're on the West Coast, but this is kind of a big deal. Yeah, like there's this huge thing going on. Fuck a house arrest. Like. <laughs> Get your right. ass out here. But then we also discuss this too. It depends on the timeline of Infinity War. Yeah. How long does Infinity War take place over? Sure. Yeah, and and but you, and you brought up a like a nice timeline. Like so what what was your So to me it seems like the events of Infinity War only take place over like maybe like 36 hours most. Cuz you see at the very beginning of the movie, it's like late morning, maybe like about in New York in New York. And then the next scene on earth that we see it's nighttime in edinburgh and then the next scene we see it's daytime in wakanda right so if you just think about like where those are in the world it seems like it's only taking place over the course of about 24 hours sure assuming that they don't cut out any time in between right so assuming that and we don't know that exactly we don't know for certain but if you like if you're assuming that his snap will occur basically at about noon on that second day or so so if we look at ant-man then that's there's this whole big there's this whole big war going on in wakanda while they're on the top of a roof going into a quantum exactly so it's like like this huge thing happened the day before they're on top of this roof like they see this alien invasion happening in new york they're just like fuck it let's go to the quantum realm that's what feels weird to me right and like, even during that, like, Ant-Man and Wasp takes place over, like, a few days. Like, how... Where where does where does that stack up? Like, when does that... It all st- depends, basically, you know? how long has occurred since the end of Ant-Man and Wasp and that mid credit scene. Right. Are so, we assuming that's, like, right after that? I'm going to have to go back to Spider-Man, because I, I know that Spider-Man fixes a little bit of that, that gap in time between Civil War and Spider-Man. And then I think it's like six months there. I don't know. I have to go back and watch. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll watch it. We'll we'll just recount it for for next podcast. I'll yeah. make sure we 
we talk about that. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just an odd, odd it's weird timeline, it's you know. And I'm sure, I'm sure it lines up, but that's some really tight work yeah. by by Marvel, like really knitting that together. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. I'm sure, I'm sure Marvel, Marvel Kevin has a a full on explanation, but I don't know. And I, you know what? Lingering question. What do you think is going to happen to Scott? Because I, they made a point during Ant Man and Wasp. Um, uh, what's what's her name? Uh, Catherine or Michelle Pfeiffer's character? Janet. 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 Um, she makes a point telling Hank when he goes into the quantum realm, like my body has, like I'm evolved, you know, like yeah. past just like a normal human. What do you think is going to happen with Scott? Because he's going to be down there for quite some time, it seems like. And how does time operate for him down there? And like, how long does it take for his body to start changing? You know, if it will, if it will. Well, we don't, we don't know. Um, so that actually brings up a natural um, conversation shift into theories. These crazy, crazy conspiracy theories. And I've been going back and forth with several different groups of friends about things that could be happening. So, so yes, one thing that has been brought up as is the difference in time in the quantum realm versus like here. They, they say in the first movie that you can easily lose track of time down there. Like it just is not the same right. as here, which is interesting because who knows what happened to Jan down there or how long it seemed to her. Right. And, and she does say that in the movie though. Like she specifically says it's been like 32 years. So yeah. she knows how long it's been. Yeah. And I'm sure she's found a way to keep track of time, but God, that's crazy. Right. Um, now I wonder if Scott, by Scott absorbing quantum energy, let's just assume he does when he's down there. I'm assuming that he will. Yeah. Uh, if, if he's going to be down there a while. Yeah. I wonder if, He's going to have to do something with Captain Marvel. It's possible with like quantum energy and Captain Marvel. So my one friend in in one of my text chains was like, "Here's what I think happens. Scott is the buyer for all the all the pieces um, that are be, that are that they're searching for for the lab. That um, okay, I can't remember the guy's name is the seller." That that uh, hope has to fight off. Oh, okay. So he says that Scott's Scott's the buyer because he's trying to put this together, put the lab together, because he's been time displaced and plays a part in Captain Marvel. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, uh, yeah, that's nuts. I don't know that that's true. Mm. Um, but we're talking about Infinity Gauntlet here. Anything is possible. Sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't see that working out. No, me neither, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I thought, potentially, Scott was not affected by the snap because he's in the quantum realm. Sure. I don't I don't think it's Possibly. exactly cl- yeah. connected perfectly to our universe because you're talking like going down like a, a microscopic level and wiping out life down there. Less than a microscopic level. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just don't think it's possible. Hmm. So I think he's... He was actually shielded from it. Right. Interesting. Well, um, I don't. I think I'm good. Uh, do you guys have anything else to say about it? Go see it. Read our review. Yeah. 
it really is it really is a fun a fun movie um very contrasting to infinity war so it's a nice palate cleanser as you guys have said oh yeah uh, interesting use of the ant to mimic scott's day for those last three yeah. days oh bracelet. yeah 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 <laughs> like when his daughter goes up to the bathroom and finds the ant in the bathtub with the, with the right. bracelet out <laughs> Speaking of that, the ant, just one quick little thing, the oh, end credits yeah. scene. Yes. Um, so it seems like a throwaway scene for the most part. You basically, the scene starts, uh, camera pans through the house, and you see the ant playing on the electric dump, drum pads. Um, but one thing to notice, and I do mention this in the review as well, is that um, if you listen and see on the TV, there's the emergency broadcast signal going off. Right. So yeah. it just seems like they're really trying to like prep people for like, look, things are going to go to shit real quick as soon as Avengers 4 starts. So. Yeah. I thought that was just like a nice little uh, thing to throw in there. Just kind of like get people ready for all this stuff. Like it just reintroduced all the trauma. Yeah. Like yeah. all of it immediately. Uh, those, those, the mid credit and the end credit scene were very jarring asides from the rest of the movie. Yep. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Overall. For sure. Um, definitely left, left an impression. Yeah. Man. All right. So I'm definitely going to go see this again. You I think so. You yeah. guys. Everybody listening needs to go see this. Read the review, like Mike said. Um, check out the website. Check out our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Got stuff going up all the time. That's and true. Um, so next time, uh, just so you guys can get some questions into us because we want to interact with you. Yeah. And get to your stuff. We will be discussing Luke Cage. Yep. Ooh, yeah. And and the six part series Man of Steel from uh, Brian Michael Bendis, who is shaking up the uh, Superman mythos mm-hmm. a little bit. Good shit. A little bit. Awesome. All right. Well, that's it for today, everybody. Uh, my name is Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Stay twisted, everybody. Fuck you, Thanos. <laughs> <laughs>